Browns, Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics, with the VIP warranty. Their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Beautio Books, an independent, family owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautiobooks.com. And by Ocean State Bird Club. Springtime is every birder's favorite time of year. Join Ocean State Bird Club for new online talks and weekly virtual hangouts. And enjoy our quarterly newsletter with stories and photos about birds and birding. OceanStateBirdClub.org and on Facebook, Ocean State Bird Club. Good morning. Welcome to our show number 832. Thought we'd start out with a little brief backyard bird report. Some of the visitors in our little talking birds garden right behind our radio studios here in southeastern Massachusetts. And joining the regulars out there, the tea drinking eastern toey. And out in front of the radio station, in one of the big trees right by the road, a sharp shinned hawk that might have been a Cooper's hawk. It was kind of a quick glance, but. Uh, I'm going with Sharpie on that. Meanwhile, for a more definitive sighting, we turn to our Tuscaloosa team member who's been ogling some ospreys in Alabama in this little audio postcard. Hi, everyone. It's Freya McGregor here. I'm at Dolphin Island, which is, which is on the Gulf Coast of Alabama. And that high-pitched kind of squeaky sound, that's an osprey. There's three osprey that have been flying around above us for the last 20 minutes. And it's got a little bit intense, actually. One seemed to be chasing the other really close. Um, but then they're sort of cruising off around after that, like they weren't really bothered. I, I don't know enough about osprey biology to, to know what's going on, but they're very chatty, which is lovely and, and great to see. Um, osprey doing well here. There's lots of nest platforms and um, lots of big nests made of sticks with little white osprey heads poking, poking over the top. So they're obviously getting ready to have some babies here, which is super cool. But I just wanted to share that funny squeaky sound with you. It always surprises me when a big bird like that makes such a <laughs> um, delicate kind of noise. <laughs> All right, bye. All right, thank you, Freya. And apparently those uh, calls from the Ospreys were display calls. That's according to some extra research uh, that Freya uh, did after that little uh, audio postcard there. Hey, a shout-out to our friends at Bird Names for Birds, the group that's trying to get the common names of Western Hemisphere birds that honor people changed to more natural descriptive names. And in the process, eliminating the association with colonialism and the resulting exploitation of native non-white populations. And the group has just gotten a big boost from the head of the very influential American Ornithological Society. They've announced that they support the group's aims and that they're forming a committee to address the issue. AOS President Mike Webster says, quote, we are in favor of taking any actions that would make ornithology and birding more diverse and inclusive. End quote. So good news in the effort 
to uh, make the change to bird names for birds. Then there's the Talking Birds flock, which is comprised of folks who share stories, pictures, videos, thoughts, and observations with one another. It's exclusively for Talking Birds listeners. And since you're listening to the show, you are invited to join the flock. It's a Facebook thing. Just go to facebook.com and put Talking Birds flock in the search bar there to find the flock and join up if you like. Meanwhile, it's our mystery bird. This is our mystery bird contest preview. I'm going to get you ready for our contest later in the show. Make sure we have time to complete our contest, which is often a challenge. Here's a description. Our mystery bird is a small songbird with a gray crown, a yellow chest and throat, a black necklace and black stripes down the sides, white wing bars that kind of look like a large white patch on the wings, a yellow rump, and a black-tipped tail with a large white patch on it. Our bird, which winters in the tropics, breeds over most of Canada, south along the east coast of the U.S. to Virginia, migrates through most of the eastern half of the U.S. It feeds close to the ground, mostly on insects, gleaned from the undersides of leaves and bark crevices. That's our mystery bird. That's a preview of our contest, uh, which we'll have uh, in more detail in the actual execution of same a little bit later on in this morning's show. Extra, extra, read all about it. Here are some of the stories and videos we have for you right now on our TalkingBirds.com website and on our Facebook page. There are lots of new technologies around now to help us learn about migrating birds, and one of the most exciting is BirdCast from the Cornell Lab of Ornithology. Check out our pages right now for details on this amazing tool, BirdCast. Well, the application process is open for Black and Latino Birders Scholarships. We'll connect you to the details and an application form. This is courtesy of the folks at Amplify the Future. And proving once again that birds don't always stay where you expect them to. A broad-billed hummingbird, which normally ranges no farther north than southern parts of Arizona and New Mexico, was spotted last week in Chicago. We'll link you the details on that story. Those are some of the stories on our TalkingBirds.com website and our Facebook page right now. And check out our Kids in Nature page on our website for some terrific ideas about getting kids interested in nature and birds. Well, here we go again, giving a conservation salute to a big corporation that's been creating pollution machines for decades. But we can't help it because Ford Motor Company is about to do something really good for our planet. On Wednesday, May 19th, Ford will unveil the F-150 Lightning pickup truck, an electric version of their gasoline-powered F-150, which has been the number one vehicle in sales in America for 44 years. By the way, the Lightning is one powerful truck. Ford produced a video showing it pulling a one and a quarter million pound freight train, which was carrying 42 gasoline-powered F-150 pickups. They tell us that that's far beyond any other production pickup truck's published capacity. Wow. So, Talking Birds Conservation Salute to Ford Motor Company 
for adding the F-150 Lightning to the worldwide march toward a world free of fossil fuel vehicles. Now a royal salute. And this goes to more Talking Birds ambassadors helping us get the word out about uh, Talking Birds and birds in conservation. And thank you to Hillary S. from Narragansett, Rhode Island, that beautiful town there in southern Rhode Island. Thank you, Hillary. And thanks to a new ambassador from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, who asked that we just identify her by her Instagram handle, which is watched by birdos. She says, love the show, although my co-workers are irritated with me whistling Rockin' Robin when it gets stuck in my head all day. Also just started an amateur birding photo community on Instagram at backyard underscore birdhouse. She says, there are so many fancy bird pages that I know wouldn't share my photos of my friends with seeds stuck on their beak. So I wanted a place for anyone else. I get so happy when people tell me how much they enjoy being able to share their shots there. So if you know anyone being shy about their photos, send them my way. Everyone deserves to be encouraged by a community. What a great idea. And uh, Watched by Birdos is at backyard underscore birdhouse. So, a great place to share some photos. Still to come on our show today, we'll learn about a wonderful nature-themed organization that is spreading its wings all over America. It's called Latino Outdoors, and we'll talk with one of its chapter program coordinators. Plus, we'll check in with Mike O'Connor in our Let's Ask Ask Mike segment on the topic of puddles. That's what it says here. And up next, we're going to add a little touch of summer to the middle of May, thanks to our featured feathered friend presented... By Birdwatching Magazine, for more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. It's summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, summertime. In their newest email blast, our friends from Tucson Audubon proclaimed that the bee birds are back with a picture of what's considered to be the only all-red bird in North America, the bee and wasp-devouring summer tanager. The strawberry-colored male summer tanager is a compelling sight against the green of the forest canopy. The female looks quite different in its mustard yellow color. But even the bright red male can be hard to see in the tops of leafy green trees. And the best way to find it may be to listen for its robin-like song and for the pit-to-tuck call note from both male and female. Here's the song. and the call. As a spring arrival from central Mexico and points south, the summer tanager ranges as far north as New Jersey in the east, southern Iowa in the Midwest, and Nevada and southern California in the west. Look for it in oak, hickory, and pine woodlands, or listen for it as it hides behind those green leaves. That's today's Talking Birds featured feathered friend, Piranga Rubra, the summer tanager. It's summertime. Welcome again to our show, number 832. That website of ours that we invite you to visit is talkingbirds.com, and there ain't no G in talking. 
Well, Sebastian Moreno is the program coordinator for the Western Massachusetts chapter of Latino Outdoors. And he joins us now to tell us about the mission and vision of a great and growing organization getting people connected to nature. Good morning, Sebastian. Good morning, Ray. How are you today? Uh, doing well. It's a beautiful day. Birds are coming out in big numbers, as I'm sure they are where you are, too. So great to have you with us, Sebastian. I wonder if you'd give us a little background about Latino outdoors, including maybe the reasons for its founding and and how it sprang, if I have this right, from a blog originally. Yes? Um, yeah, I, uh, I was looking into it, and I couldn't really find it, but those are the rumors that I keep hearing. But Latino Outdoors starting out with uh, the creator, Jose Gonzalez, mm-hmm. um, who is really big into nature and the outdoors, and he started noticing a lack of representation from the Latinx community in these spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, so in 2013, they actually had their first get-together, which was, you know, just a, a, a plain old just walk. And, you know, it kind of just snowballed into this national organization of over 20 chapters across the country. Wow. And, and adding adding more soon as, as well, including right here in Massachusetts, right, to kind of cover the state in the center, center of the state in the, in the eastern part as well. Correct. Yeah. So we um, started with a western Massachusetts chapter back in October of 2020. And we've uh, been working with a few people out in the Boston region to start up a Eastern Massachusetts chapter, which is, you know, uh, I mean, it's appropriate to say it's about to fledge any moment uh, now. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, once we get those two chapters going, we're going to work on a third chapter in in central Massachusetts to hopefully work together um, under the umbrella of Latino Outdoors Massachusetts to serve the entire state. Wonderful, and I think you told me North Carolina is about to get a chapter. Is that is that right? They were they were discussing. You know, few people out there were talking about starting a chapter, so they've been reaching out to the program directors out in California. Mm-hmm. Um, Michigan was in talks about getting a chapter started as well. I think they're you know working on just finding people. So, if there's any folks out there in Michigan and North Carolina that want to be a part of the cause by all means, reach out to Latino Outdoors and we'll get you connected. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, speaking of uh, reaching out, I think you had told me that um, Latino Outdoors wasn't really having to reach out so much to people about new chapters, but that they're getting requests from people to start one. Yeah, that's actually how um, this chapter started in, in Massachusetts. I um, kind of got one of these targeted advertisements from my Instagram on Latino Outdoors, and I was like, this is amazing. You know, this sounds like something that would be really awesome in this area. You know, Springfield, Chicopee, Holyoke, that Tri-City area has a very large Latinx population. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just reached out to the the organization thinking I would have to beg and plea, you know, and I just (laughs) was like, hey, here's a, a great place for a chapter. And like, all right, sure, let's get it started. It was very, very simple. Wow. And and Latino Outdoors is run mostly by volunteers, right? Yep, it's it's run mostly by volunteers, correct. And you're and you are one of them. And I want to ask you about some other stuff that you're doing in a moment, but uh you started this chapter in the western part of Massachusetts in October, so kind of right in the middle of the pandemic. So you've kind of had to do your whole operation so far in a virtual manner, right? 
Yeah, so my team and I, you know, when we started this chapter, one of the massive hurdles that we faced right out the gate was um, not being able to hold hold or host these in-person events that, you know, Latino Outdoors is so well known for. So we all had, like, as a national organization, we started doing this um, campaign called Together Apart, um, where, you know, we wanted and still encourage individuals to go outside and experience the outdoors and then just share their experiences virtually. Um, that way we can all just be together a part of that experience. We also hosted a lot of um, virtual events. We did an intro to birding in uh, Western Mass uh, that took uh, place in Springfield in Forest Park. And then we also did a uh, awesome walking forest tour of the uh, Harbor Forest in Petersham. Mm-hmm. Really great stuff. And seeing things are starting to open up now, so real outdoor stuff uh is uh, is certainly in, in the offing here, Sebastian. I want to ask you about your uh, uni- University of Massachusetts. You're an environmental conservation PhD candidate at uh, UMass. What can you tell us uh, quickly about that and how it connects with your work with uh, Latino Outdoors? Yeah, so I'm a third year uh, PhD candidate here, and as part of my dissertation, my work heavily revolves around the citizen science and the citizen science experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so most of my chapters revolve around that in some way, shape, or form. Um, mostly looking at how to improve the citizen science experience and improve data collection, uh, because that is ran by the people. So making sure that they are well-versed in understanding why it's important to collect that data, not necessarily you know, go out and be a part of nature. Um, also, you know, getting to that in not just a scientific way, but in a person way, why it's important to collect data, um, as well as identifying uh, barriers where that can be lowered so we can get a more diverse group engaged in citizen science. Um, most of the citizen science that I'm uh, related to revolves around birds, so like eBird is a big one. Uh, Smithsonian has a a citizen science program, and the demographics tend to be skewed, where the data is collected, as well as who participates. Mm -hmm. So it's really important, especially with, you know, urbanization rapidly happening, that we get a wide variety of people participating so we get a better census of what's going on to the birds in our communities. Mm -hmm. Great stuff. Sebastian Moreno is the program coordinator for the Western Massachusetts chapter of Latino Outdoors. Their website is latinooutdoors.org. Sebastian, thanks so much for being on the show. Keep up the good work, and uh, please keep in touch. Thanks for having me. Have a great one. Sebastian Moreno here on Talking Birds. And just ahead, a message from our friends at Vortex Optics, and we want to give them a big thank you for renewing their support of Talking Birds. Thank you, Vortex Optics. And then it's our Mystery Bird Contest in just one minute. The flutter of a tail feather. The flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. 
If you'd like to learn more, or if you need help choosing your next optic, give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit vortexoptics.com. There it is. The sound of our mystery bird. Our mystery bird contest is officially underway, and you're invited to call us and tell us what that bird is at 781-837-4900. That's 781-837-4900. Description-wise, our mystery bird is a small songbird with a gray crown, a yellow chest and throat, a black necklace and black stripes down the sides, white wing bars that kind of look like a big white patch on the wings, a yellow rump and a black-tipped tail with a big white patch on it. Our bird winters in the tropics and breeds over most of Canada, then south along the east coast of the U.S. to Virginia and migrates through most of the eastern half of the U.S. It feeds close to the ground, mostly on insects gleaned from the undersides of leaves and bark crevices. We love warblers uh, that well, just gave something away there a little bit that feed close to the ground so that we can see them. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. Prizes include the Droll Yankees original iconic A6F classic tube feeder that has a lifetime warranty against squirrel damage. Bonus prize, a two-pack of window alert window decals. Keep birds from crashing into your windows. They're beautiful and really can prevent injuries to birds. So that's our mystery bird contest, 781-837-4900. Meanwhile, Mike O'Connor will regale us on the topic of puddles. Let's ask Mike live in just one minute. Beautio Books carries one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. New, used, and rare books covering everything from backyard birding to general ornithology. From field guides to photography skills, biography, fiction, and humor. You'll find it all along with the knowledgeable customer service you've been looking for in one convenient place. Beautyobooks.com. B-U-T-E-O. Beautyobooks.com. My name is Gretchen Conradi, and I live in Seattle, Washington. I like being a Talking Birds ambassador because it sort of gives you something to anchor to when you might be chatting with other people outside because then you can turn them on to the structure of the show and the conservation topics and just the general fun of it. Talking Birds listeners, we hope you'll join our ambassadors family. Just visit our website, TalkingBirds.com. Join today, and thanks. Mike O'Connor is holding forth at the famous, the legendary Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. And um, all of a sudden, I can't seem to hear anything in my headphones here. I wonder what just happened, because I'm going to have to be able to hear in my headphones if I'm going to be able to talk to Mike. I'm going to try switching, Jesse, to another pair of headphones here and see if that uh, helps out. Oh, wait, they just came back. As soon as you walked in the door, Jesse, they came back. That is... Amazing. Only Jesse could do that. Let's see. I think we we're going to talk to Mike O'Connor. Is that right? I've kind of forgotten, but I think he might be on the line there. Good morning, Mike. I'm doing the show in sign language today. You don't <laughs> worry about it, right? <laughs> oh, all right. Good. Well, as long as it works, we don't care what kind of language. <laughs> I, I like that you gave it the... <laughs> yeah, you'd be lousy during the war. Gave the, gave the clue away during the introduction. Yeah, at least I didn't give the entire name of the bird. I did that once, but uh, yeah. that was uh, 
I've learned. I've learned since then. But that's okay. You're getting better. Yeah, it's okay. It's get a little extra. It's just another clue. That's all. <laughs> just think of it as another clue. But I mean, uh, and here you are, a guy that wants to talk about puddles. So what can I? Right. Say? This yeah. is this is this is it. I mean, for you know, we all get upset over oil spills, and then on your show, you have done some good work on things that we take for granted that are actually bad, like straws. You had a campaign, and we, we reduced the number of straws people don't really need, or balloons, those mylar in plastic balloons and plastic bags. Yeah. Well, I got another one, and this one's easy. Hmm. It's puddles. We got to get rid of yeah. puddles. And not just because, you know, you want to keep your car clean when you're driving down the road. Mm-hmm. But well, I was going to work the other day, and there was a whole flock of goldfinches drinking out of a puddle on the street not far from my house. Mm-hmm. The trouble was it hadn't rained in weeks, or at least days. So there was no reason for that puddle to be there. And I started thinking every time somebody washes his or her car or washes the dog or cleans the grill or... Th- you know, washes out some some disgusting thing or like trash can, you, know, you just rinse out your trash can, you just dump it in the driveway or on the road, and it sits in a puddle, birds will come along and drink it. And I decided we have to pay more attention, at least me and, and hopefully other people, with, with how water gathers. We just have to pay a little bit more attention to that because when you wash this, the white walls on your car, Ray, and rinse it off. Those that detergent goes into a puddle, and then you walk away, and eventually it'll evaporate. But meanwhile, a flock of waxwings or something could come, or warblers could come and drink out of the puddle, and they'll ingest some of that toxin. So, my advice is, and this is easy: once you've done clean whatever you're doing, just if you see a puddle, just hose it out. You know, disperse it or push it away with a broom or something like that so the water doesn't sit there for birds to come along and drink it. And if you get a hose, get a hose that's safe for drinking water, especially when you're filling your bird bath. A lot of these garden hoses have lead in them. Go buy a a lead-free, water-safe drinking hose. And that's all I got. I want to go hear more about the the mystery bird now. (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot. So if that's all you got, thank you so much. Thank you, Mike. And I think you gave another hint on our mystery bird in there, too. Yeah, yeah, well, it's very cryptic, but I got it in there. All right, talk to you next week. Okay. Mike O'Connor at the famous Bird Watchers General Store. Birdwatching Magazine has a new membership program. Benefits include detailed bird ID articles from Ken Kaufman and David Sibley, tips and stories about bird photography, access to quarterly e-workshops on identifying and photographing birds, and complimentary print and digital subscriptions to Birdwatching Magazine. Learn more at birdwatchingdaily.com slash memberships. Back to the Mystery Bird Contest. 781-837-4900 is the number. And Melissa is in Mobile, Alabama. Good morning, Melissa. Good morning. Good morning. Well, we heard from our Trey McGregor in Tuscaloosa. From Tuscaloosa, you're, you're kind of giving a little equal time for Mobile, right? That's right. We're way <laughs> down south. Way down south. And by the way, is is Mobile, is that the correct pronunciation? It is Mobile. That's right. All right. Good. I wanted to make, make sure about that. So it's our mystery bird contest. Uh, Melissa, what do you uh, think our bird is? Is it the Magnolia Warbler? The Magnolia Warbler seems to be... Yes, absolutely correct. <laughs> hey. Woo-hoo! I'm wow. so you are. I think I can tell that you are. Melissa, that is absolutely right. The uh, Magnolia 
Warbler, nice work. And uh, if you'll stay on the line, we'll reward you with some uh, some of those beautiful prizes that we described earlier. Oh, this is fantastic. Thank you so much. And I'm a new listener. Well, thank you. Welcome. How are the birds so far this spring down there? They've, they've been there for a while now. It's been wonderful. Um, I've gone to Dolphin Island a couple of times mm. on the hunt for the um, painted bunting. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I did not get to see one. But I saw so many other birds um, when I went down there looking for the painted bunting. So that was exciting. And I got to record a lot of birds I'd never seen before. Awesome. Thank you so much, Melissa. Keep up the good bird watching. Thank you. (laughs) All right. The Magnolia Warbler, correctly identified by Melissa down there in Mobile, Alabama. Next week on our show, our friend Josh Chlovac will be here giving us a spring bird banding report from the McKellar Island Bird Observatory in Thunder Bay, Ontario, Canada. And thanks to our amazing Talking Birds team, Debbie Bleacher, Freya McGregor, our assistant Audrey Stack, and our producing engineer, Jesse Wilkins. I'm Ray Brown. Thanks for listening, and see you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. BirdWatchersGeneralStore.com By Vortex Optics With the VIP warranty Their unlimited lifetime promise To keep you and your optic covered Learn more at VortexOptics.com And Beautio Books An independent, family-owned bookstore Carrying one of the largest selections Of birding books in the world BeautioBooks.com And by Ocean State Bird Club Springtime is every birder's favorite time of year. Join Ocean State Bird Club for new online talks and weekly virtual hangouts. And enjoy our quarterly newsletter with stories and photos about birds and birding. OceanStateBirdClub.org and on Facebook, Ocean State Bird Club.